When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Brick Lane One Love Pale Ale. Brewed by the award-winning team at Brick Lane Brewing. Drink responsibly. Access to the best in construction industry training? Call Master Builders Victoria today. Afternoons on SEN. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Julian DeStoop sitting in for Dwayne Russell. A bit of live sport going on at the moment. Uh, Vic's struggling in their Marsh Cup one-day match against Queensland up at Allen Borderfield. Currently 8 154. The Vic's are in the 41st over. And uh, if you don't know the score... Maybe just cover your ears for a sec, but a big upset may be brewing in the NFL. Uh, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles at home to the Washington Commanders, who are four and five. The Eagles are eight zip. They currently trail 20 to 14 uh, in the third quarter, the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll keep a close eye on that one. But the Great Ocean Road Beach Volley Fest is coming to Torquay later this month. Uh, one of the stars in action will be Nikki Laird, an Olympian in 2016 for Australia. And she's been good enough to join us this afternoon. Uh, hello, Nikki. Thanks for your time. Hi, Jules. How are you? Very well. Uh, tell us all about uh, the Great Ocean Road Beach Volley Fest in Torquay. What's it all about and what can we uh, expect to see? This is actually a really, really major uh, beach volleyball event for us. This is the first time that Australia has hosted um, the highest level beach volleyball international tournament since, I think, 2008. Um, So what we can expect is the world's best beach volleyballers on a stretch of Australian beach that I think, yes, deserves the attention. Tell us about the life of a, a beach volleyballer throughout the year. So you're on the world tour this year, just take us through you know, how many events you compete in, what sort of countries you compete in. I guess the last couple of years that's been all gone because of COVID, but uh, back into it this year? Yeah, it has been off the cards for the last couple of years because of COVID. So this is our first year back on the road. Um, it looks different for everyone. There's events every week. Uh, there's three different tiers of events that you can choose from as well. So sort of a bit of a choose-your-own-adventure Um <laughs> But we play, we play all over the world. We play in Mexico, we play in Brazil, America, um, we play in, you know, Slovenia, we play in the Netherlands, um, and now we play on the Great Ocean Road. What's the, what's the best venue or the best country you've played in? Oh, that's a tough question. I think that for us, um, it's such a, an atmospheric sport, so it definitely means a lot when there's crowds that gets behind the game. So as a home court advantage type player, being in Australia in front of family and friends is huge. Um, but if it's not on Australian sand, I would say it has to be in Brazil. Um, yeah, the locals over there, they know the sport and so they get behind the game pretty aggressively. I'm just interested in how you got into the sport because I think it would be fair to say you didn't grow up with the dreams of becoming a beach volleyballer. So how did it all sort of emerge for you? Yeah, I uh, I was just a, a sporty little thing. I had two older brothers, so I kind of had to keep up and try and fit in. 
um, played a lot of different sports, I think, as little you know, young Australians do. Um, and beach volleyball, like you said, it wasn't on the top of the list. It's not really one that's on the radar yet in Australia. Um, but I was lucky enough to go to a holiday clinic with a friend um, on Manly Beach, and I just instantly felt like it was the right fit. It was sort of the first sport that made sense. So you won 91 centimetres, which is fantastic for volleyball. Uh, height is a pretty important part of the game. But is it fair to say that sort of worked against you in, in some of the, the other sports you were playing as a youngster? Yeah, absolutely. I was a springboard diver for 10, for 10 years. Um, I grew late and I grew slow, which was to my favour, but I definitely was too tall for the sports that I started out in. You know, it was that, it was field hockey. Um, you know, I was sort of often told that my physique wasn't the right fit for sports. Um, so it was nice when I stumbled across volleyball and was told the entire opposite. It's such a taxing sport. I mean, anything you do in the soft sand is very difficult. So when you first came across beach volleyball, what what were some of the challenges fitness-wise and then obviously around some of the skills and the, and the nuances of the sport? Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one. It's definitely a hand-eye-based Sport, um, but your arms need to function separately to your legs because they've got to move you through the sand. And like you said, it's, it's a different um, feeling being on sand than it is on the hard ground. It just takes a little bit of uh, getting used to, I think, muscles that had never worked before start working. Um, and once you get used to it, it really does just become kind of the norm. Uh, but the skill side of it takes a long time. And I think that might be why we're struggling with some sort of the popularity for, for young kids is you just feel a little silly when you first start playing beach volleyball. <laughs> Um, but if you can push through that part, it is such an extraordinary game and it's just such a fun sport to watch. But I am quite biased. Of course. And it is, it is a great sport to watch. Uh, Nikki Led joins us, 2016 Olympian beach volleyballer. Just going back to 2016, obviously the results didn't go your way. But what are your sort of memories of competing in the Olympics? And as you said earlier, Brazil are so passionate about uh, their beach volleyball. What was it like competing in an Olympic Games in Rio? Yeah, it was um, it was. Yeah, pretty unique experience. I think Rio, like I said, it is, it's kind of the home of beach volleyball. Um, so we had 13,000 people in a grandstand for every game um, and 13,000 people that knew the sport. So it was loud. You couldn't hear each other speak. You couldn't think. You just had to do. Um, and our first game was at 1 a.m. against the um, reigning Olympic gold medalist of the three, the last three Olympic Games. So um, it was a birth by fire. Uh, but for us back then, we were, you know, 22, my partner, and I was 23. So it was um, just a really great learning experience just to feel what it is to have an entirely different feeling of pressure. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty incredible. How difficult was it to try and qualify for Tokyo, given all the, the complexities around it being delayed and COVID and, and all these sort of things? Yeah, the qualification for Tokyo was really tough. We had, um, you know, you, you plan a four-year cycle very purposefully. Um, and it was the same for everyone, obviously, with the delayed Olympics. Um, but for my partner and myself, it was really tough because we were so hell-bent on 2020 being the year that we were peaking. Um, and it definitely took a lot of adjusting of expectations as well around not being able to be World Tour players anymore. We, we were purely just trying to qualify for an Olympic Games. Um, which was a lot of pressure. Uh, and that event that we had to play for qualification is just a one-shot event. Um, and it was in Thailand, so we were quarantined. So we were sort of in a hotel and then you were on the court to play a dual a do or die game and then you were back in the hotel. So it was a, it was a really strange experience. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was the same for everyone. 
Yeah, tough. And as you mentioned there, um, your partner from 2016, you're now competing against. Uh, how, how, I know in beach volleyball, you know, that people do change partners quite often, but how difficult is that to compete against someone that you've, I guess, shared a lot of special memories with and competed at the highest level with? Yeah, I, it's not, I mean, it's not tough in that way. I think that there's such a, a mutual respect competitively that, you know, there's no, um, no one's going out there and, and disrespectfully competing. So, you know, may the best man win. And Marissa has gone on to just become a really phenomenal uh, international player consistently up around that top five in the world, which I have a lot of pride in her and that I had that shared experience with her in 2016. Um, and I have the opportunity with this event here in the Great Ocean Road to start out with one of our younger talents um, and hopefully give her that same sort of like leg up and experience of what it might feel like to play at this level of beach volleyball. So that's really exciting for me. And looking at the list of uh, who will be competing in this comp- competition, the Volley Fest, we, we are going to see the best of the best coming down under, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. This is this is very huge. It's a big event um, and it's all the best players in the world that are looking to come and play it because it sort of sets up the rest of um, 2023, which is where the Olympic qualification season starts. So if you ever want to watch the best players compete in Australia, it's, it's now or it's 2025 when we're hosting a world championship. So you mentioned there that the qualifying uh, for Tokyo was sort of like a one-off event. You mentioned then we start, you know, this next Olympics comes around really quickly uh, in Paris because the last one was delayed by 12 months. So what's the sort of qualifying schedule or the criteria to try and get a start in Paris? So there's two different ways to qualify for the Olympics. One is through World Tour ranking points, um, which was off the table with 2020 um, with COVID for us in Australia. So you have to um, rank in the top 15 in the world by the cutoff point and you instantly qualify, or you have a, a zonal continental qualification process. So you have this one-off tournament that you have to win that event, and then you get that continental zonal spot, which for us is the Asian continental zone. So before, just finally, before I let you go, you're competing with Alicia Stevens at Volleyfest. Uh, what sort of chance do you give yourselves? I think that you, I, you never know. You know, we're going in with um, me being a bit more experienced at this level and Alicia, who hasn't really touched on it yet, but she has such an exciting talent that I'm really excited to just get out there and showcase and show Australia and the rest of the world what this girl can do on a beach volleyball court. And I think that we have that little secret weapon of, of her being, yeah, a little bit unknown. So I'm not sure what to expect, to be honest. I think that we can go and do something pretty cool. Well, Nikki, good luck. It's been great to chat today, and it's great to see such a, a high-level event uh, come to Australia. We've got a rich hit- history uh, in the sport. Uh, good luck uh, later this month uh, down in Torquay, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. Great to spe- speak to Nikki Laird. Volleyfest, both reigning men's and women's world champions, are descending on Torquay for Volleyfest, the highest-level event on the Beach Pro Tour. It runs from November 29 to December 3. So... It is going to be fantastic. If you want tickets, head to beachvolleyfest.com.au. Get another breakaway. Let's go back to our countdown. If you're just joining us, we started it last week, the top 22 moments in AFL footy since 2000. Today, we'll go from 10 through to number six. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91